Hello! Welcome to Women with Books. If you're new here, this is a podcast about genre fiction, reading, and all the things we love. It's not always about royal weddings, but because there is one this week, I have recruited all the most awesome authors of royal romance on the podcast over the last few weeks. Um, and then one in February, Miss Alyssa Cole. We talked to her back then. So if you go to womenwithbooks.com and check out my past episodes, you'll see the royal ones have crowns on them. So after you listen to today's episode, if you missed any of those uh, this week, as we're all preparing for the blessed nuptials of Prince Harry and Miss Meghan Markle, please go back and listen to all of them because we talk about... Everything from Harry and Meghan and psychic forecasts of their union and dresses and what it would be like to be a princess and, you know, this whole week. Just devote yourself to luxuriating in all things royal wedding, including this interview, y'all, Heather Cox, Jessica Morgan, the authors of The Royal We. Also the bloggers at Go Fug Yourself. Um, this was a great episode to do because like I said in the interview, I have been talking to them in my head for over a decade. And so now I got to talk to them in person. And it was so great because then they talked back to me and it was like we were all having a conversation. I know, I'm weird. Um, but before we get to that interview, I have a big announcement to make. Are you ready? Um, I should be having a drum roll here, but hey, I am not that high tech yet, so imagine a drum roll. I've hinted about it. I have dropped names. I have referenced it in other episodes, but yes, I have a new book coming out in October. It's called The Royal Runaway, and today is the cover reveal up on my blog. I put the link to that in the show notes so you can see it. You have to go check it out because my cover is the prettiest cover in all the land. Like, she is a princess, and she is just the fairest one of all, okay? So go click on that in the show notes. Um, Revel in the beauty of my cover for The Royal Runaway. And in the next few months before the book releases, I'm going to be sharing little bits and pieces about the book everywhere, but also here on the podcast. Make sure you're signed up for my newsletter, my Women With Books newsletter, or my Lindsay Emery newsletter, either one. You can find them both at lindsayemery.com or womenwithbooks.com. I've also got a link in the show notes. Um, You'll get so much more content from my guests this month and every month. And I'd love it, like royal wedding love it, if you could leave a review in Apple Podcasts for this podcast. Help me find other readers who love all the same things that we do. And we'll help other readers find other readers and other readers, and we can all be one giant podcast book club. So, on with the interview. Welcome to Women With Books to Jessica Morgan and Heather Cox, also known as the Fug Girls. Welcome. Hi. Do y'all mind me calling you that? No, of course not. It is our Twitter (laughs) handle. (laughs) 
I know. It just sounds weird. It's one thing. It's in your head and on your screen. But then, hey, fuck girls. Yeah. I know. It's weird to say that. Well, we always joke that at what point is it going to become unseemly for us to be known as the fug girls? And do we have to switch it to like the fug crones or the fug hags or like what is our next phase? How long can we be girls? Yeah. The f- golden fug girls there you <laughs> yeah. go oh my god i think you've solved it you did that's brilliant that is, is exactly brilliant. what we're gonna do um well for those that don't know we're calling them the fug girls because they are bloggers at a site called go fug yourself and they are also authors of three novels including the seminal the royal we so welcome very much to this podcast thank today. you um and i don't sound very coherent because I'm I'm really beside myself um like I said I've talked to you in my head for like 12 what 12 14 years <laughs> <laughs> so this is like a crazy internet person's dream come true um like I will see a movie poster and say out loud look George the intern is in that movie <laughs> and people around me give me a weird look I'm like oh you mean George Clooney? I'm like, yes, yes, that's that's what I mean. That's right. Um, for Worst intern know, ever. Yes. So they have this joke on their site um, where they have George Clooney as their intern. and um, But he hasn't been around much lately. No. He's a terrible intern. He's literally never come to work. It's pretty mm-hmm. bad. That's really bad. How did that get started? Um, it was when Heather and her husband Kevin were on their honeymoon. And I was doing the blog on Solo. And I had a day job at the time. And I wrote a post that was basically like, look, it's just me. So be nice to me while (laughs) it's just me. And in it, I thought I would make a joke that it was like me and our intern. And at the time, I was sort of like, who is like the most unlikely person to be an intern for a blog making fun of like celebrity outfits? And Clooney was kind of it. That's, there you go. Have you ever heard or you know messaged anyone does he know about this this fame that he didn't earn i i can't imagine i've i've never heard anything i feel like he would have a sense of humor about it but the invitation to the wedding has never arrived the invitation to the villa never arrived so you know i assume he's just out there not caring about all the filing we have to do i always <laughs> just assume that people who are like that mega famous like Clooney or Jennifer Lopez or um you know, I don't know who else is like Angelina Jolie, like they are not reading the internet. And honestly, they should not be reading the internet because the internet is full of people with crazy opinions about them that are probably not good to be in their heads. So my feeling is don't read it, stay away, save yourself. And ergo, they'll have no idea what we're saying about them at all. I feel like the best I can hope for is that he has one in an array of assistants who does his Googling for him mm-hmm. and that that person knows and accidentally has referred to him as intern George before and then had to like cover their tracks very quickly. <laughs> um, and I would, I would accept that as, as, as pretty great. Does it, has it affected the way you cover um, Mrs. Clooney's uh, wedding or her sartorial cho- choices? No, I don't think so. I think, you know, every man or woman for themselves, um, you know, just because just cause our intern didn't invite us to the wedding doesn't mean we're going to give her a rougher, easier time. Um, I, th- I think she's an interesting person to cover regardless. It's kind of fun to have somebody who's out and about in the professional world. Um, it's, I mean, it's weird because she's not a red carpet personality. And when she's papped, it's usually because she's like going to her office or court or whatever. But she's a fashionista in and of herself. So you're, we're kind of covering someone's actual legit office professional wear. Yeah. Um, 
super expensive legit office professional wear but like <laughs> regardless it's it's sort of a slightly interesting offshoot of what we normally get which is the you know heavily styled celebrity who's leaving their hotel knowing that they're on their way to like the today show or the airport or whatever and um i mean i'm sure amal knows she's going to get papped just the same as those other people do but you know she's going somewhere for a different purpose than the other one so i don't know it's just it's an interesting little offshoot i enjoy she's, it yeah she's sort of fun also because I wrote a piece a couple of weeks ago that was like five things she'd worn out of the house. And um, you could tell what she'd packed for this trip to New York because she wore the same T-shirt in like three of the looks. And um, I mean, you know, I'm sure it was like a $500 T-shirt, but I was like, oh, this is like a sort of a stars. They're just like us moment where she was like, well, I have to go to court in New York for this thing. I only want to bring one bag. This black shirt goes with all these different outfits. I'm taking it. It was fun. It was good. Like, and you know, she's not being styled um other than by herself for work presumably so she's been kind of fun to watch there's something cool to me about imagining her at home the way we would be like you know laying her stuff out on the bed and being like okay i don't want to pay that second bag fee so i gotta use this white t-shirt i gotta like trying to fashion her outfit so that she uses as little suitcase room as possible because if you know if i was a mall clooney i'd probably be like whatever i'm sitting on a billion i'm just gonna pay the extra bag fee and take two bags but she's mm-hmm. apparently more sensible than i am which i like Oh, yeah, I love that. I'm going to have to go back and look at that because that reminds me of, you know, late 90s, early lucky in style where they would say five pieces, 10 ways or something. Yeah, totally. You, mm-hmm. you would get to follow that. And now we don't have those publications anymore. Uh, R.I.P. I know. We have go fuck yourself to <laughs> parse it out. So how do you all describe your site for those who don't follow you? Oh, gosh. We hit that G pretty hard in the name, I'll tell you what. We've done a couple radio hits where <laughs> either either Jessica or I or the host has been like, go fug, 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 F-U-G, fug yourself. <laughs> you have to be pretty careful about that because um, otherwise people really are like, I'm sorry, I should go do what to myself? Um, it's the I internet. I, right, exactly. It's a, it's a crazy world. Um, let's see. How do we usually describe it, Jess? I would say, you know, we're a, a, a barbed look at red carpet highs and lows and then where did you start off covering royals as well as celebrities or is that just a natural offshoot because they're celebrities too uh we basically started covering i mean we would cover them a bit prior to william and kate getting married but that's kind of when we really started our like hardcore royals coverage on the site um and i do think it is sort of that their wedding kind of turned her certainly into the most famous woman in the world arguably definitely the most famous or one of the most famous non entertainer women Mm -hmm. in the world um and so it sort of all dovetailed from there well okay then what came first the royal we or william and kate or how did that all kind of coalesce william and kate came first um (laughs) they uh in fact i'm so bad at dates but i think we were still working on our young adult novels at the time that william and kate um, actually became engaged and married. Um, and then, you know, the conversation about the Royal Week came up when we were uh, talking to new book agents and we got on the phone with one whose name is Brittany Bloom and she's amazing. So name name check there. Um, we were on the phone with her and we it was less of an interview for either one of us and more just the three of us talking about books and people and pop culture. And I think, you know, I think Kate and William had just been somewhere it was maybe a foreign tour or they just made an appearance and so of course she'd just been on the site and that came up and we were talking about how um really effortless she made it look this transition from 
I guess the closest thing to civilian life that she had, even though she was his girlfriend, you know, but like regular life to being in this royal family and having all these other expectations and going from hiding from the flashbulbs to, you know, having to stand out in front of them all the time. And she just really was super calm about it. Like she never seemed to miss a beat. And that conversation led to us all basically being like, oh, someone should write a book about what that's like. And then Jessica and I were like, well, no, wait, we should write the book about what that's like. Like Since we're talking to a book agent, who's in fact now our book agent, Anna, we dedicated the book to her. So uh, yes, that's how it kind of came about. Right. Never pass off a good story idea. No, I know. What is wrong with us? Yeah. I mean, we were like, literally, we are the someones who need to write this book. And then it just became us being paranoid that, because we were like, this is a, this is a pretty good idea who else is going to get there first? Like, you know, it makes you really nervous that like, if you take too long to write your outline or whatever, that someone's going to, going to sell something. And there were a couple moments, you know, when we were working on the book, when, you know, E came out with the Royals and um, I think, yeah, Meg Cabot came out with another Princess Diaries, the the Princess Diaries book that was about her wedding and you're sort of, or I think actually our books came out around the same time, but the release about it came out. And so you have this moment of like, oh my God, are we going to be too similar to this other thing? Like, is the book going to get lost underneath these other, but you know, it ended up, it ended up working out. There's, there's, turns out there's room for, room for every royal project in the world. It's so funny you bring that up because I have a book coming out later this year. uh, That's a royal book. And it just, I mean, we were selling it last year, early last year. And it takes so long for books to come in production. And now I'm like, people are going to think I rushed this through because there's a royal wedding. And I'm always like, I've mentioned it six times on this podcast. (laughs) No, I wrote this in 2016. And um, it just takes that long for ideas to come through. But then it is true. But I will say there's also no shame in tying that to the royal wedding either. Like if you had been able to plan ahead like that, that's brilliant. And we were joking that, um, when we started writing our book, we were like, you know, please, Kate, have a baby. And she did. <laughs> like, right around the time yeah. it came out. Thank we were you, like, Kate. oh, my God. Yeah. It would, thank you so much. It was like three no, weeks not... afterward Charlotte was born. It was very convenient. Oh, that's perfect. Thank you, Kate. Thank yeah. You. It was really, like, really thoughtful of her to do that. And Will's, too. Um, yes. Yeah. I'm not getting um, – my release is actually going to be the same week um, week as Princess Eugenie's wedding. So oh, outstanding. <laughs> outstanding the Fergie wedding (laughs) you know I'm really looking forward to that one I'm not gonna lie I think that one's gonna be a hoot when I when they announced it I immediately texted my friends going like oh my god imagine this is the book idea here's the book idea Fergie as the mother of the bride I mean that's what I want to see and so I've been asking everyone like which one would you rather go to and I'll ask you guys Eugenie or Harry's wedding oh sorry Eugenie I would obviously I would rather go to Harry's yeah (laughs) I would go to both of them but like if I had to choose one like let's pick the big one yeah I don't know though I mean Andrew and Fergie making out behind the the ice I don't know if I want to see that in person I wonder if her Twitter when right the day they announced the engagement, Fergie's Twitter was incredible. It was all oh my God, was so pictures funny. of Eugenie and Jack, but like not great pictures of them, which really made me laugh. And like sappy quotes about love and inspiration, and like I don't know, it was just, it was really magnificent. She was really in, she was in full proud mother of the bride mode. It was yeah. hilarious. It was like her terrible half out of focus pictures of them like hiking and stuff and I feel like they both had to be like oh my god why did you choose that one like I look terrible at that picture it was really cute it was kind of like we were all on Fergie's Facebook 
That's another good book idea. So um, The Royal We is a story about an American woman marrying a British prince, and it came out in 2015. And obviously, Prince Harry read it and thought it was a smashing idea. So has he called and thanked you yet for suggesting this to him? No. What is up with all these people who are not writing their thank you notes, not reaching out? Like, first intern George and now Prince Harry. If we need an invite to anything, like, Harry and Meghan should invite us to this wedding. Come on, you guys. We made this happen via the secret. We are responsible for your future lifetime of happiness. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know why they don't see that. It's just it's flummoxing to me, frankly. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, isn't it, it's, it's very surreal for us to sort of see all this come to yeah. pass. Especially because stuff keeps happening that echoes things in the book um or you know or articles will come out about her duchess princess training and we're like yeah i know we had we had elements of that in the royal we and you know little just little things here and there where it just really it's just so reminiscent of what of what we made up basically and it's that's which is super gratifying completely gratifying because it's like oh okay i guess we weren't super off base (laughs) which is a relief no and and i well i'm a huge fan of the book and so every time I when I was writing my own I would get like nervous and 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 like what am I doing I can't be making up this weird country with this weird weird fake people and every time I doubted myself I remember that the fug girls did it (laughs) (laughs) and um you know it's an obvious huge comp title for everyone else who is writing any book with princes and princesses so how does it feel being so influential in the in the book world? Oh my goodness, I don't think I ever think of myself that way at all. I mean, that's lovely to hear, <laughs> but like, trust me, when Heather and I are trying to like figure out our next thing, I'm like not wandering around being like, oh, as an influential person, what am I going to do? <laughs> it's more like, oh my god, what am I going to do? That's lovely. It's like so so flattering um, to hear that. I, I can't even tell you, but I for sure <laughs> don't think of myself that way at all. Not at all. Have you no. seen the Lifetime movie yet about no. Harry and Meghan? No, not yet. What? Why aren't they sending I know. an early copy? I don't know. Maybe, Maybe they don't we'll want get you a to. screener. I don't yeah. think I had, I was under the mistaken impression a few weeks ago that screeners for it had gone out, but it turns out I was incorrect. Okay. So maybe we'll get one. We did get in a screener of the, uh, Elizabeth Taylor, Richard Burton, Lindsay Lohan movie. So hopefully our peeps at Lifetime will similarly hook us up. Which would be amazing. I don't know if I can watch it, though. It's so, like, I mean, I'm obviously going to watch it. We're going to cover it for the website. But it's just, like, such a – it's so cheesy. It's. I mean, I love Lifetime. I watch nine hours of Grey's Anatomy on Lifetime every week, basically. um, And I love a good Lifetime movie. But every time I see the ads for it, I'm just like, oh, my God. I want to die. <laughs> it seems to take itself very seriously, which I love. I can't wait. I think it's going to be cringy and fantastic. Their um, Megan is quite well cast, I think, though. Yes. Their Harry doesn't work for me from what I've seen, but that's, I mean, I've also only seen clips from the trailer. It'll be very, it's really hard, y'all. It's real hard to approximate Prince Harry in any yes. believable way, I think. Right. I mean, I think they picked someone nice looking and ginger he's better than the guy they had on who wants to marry harry or whatever that shows i want to marry harry (laughs) i couldn't handle that so much secondhand embarrassment um i did get a few people asking me to ask you um we were talking about casting and stuff um your book the royal we has been optioned well i'm just gonna throw this out in the universe because if it wasn't a movie i think it would be really good for a broadway movie uh, broadway show 
Ugh, I would love that. That'd be amazing. We can take know, it. I, Let's do it. I know. I'm just like, just sitting here going, I can just see like some prince and he's got the red uniform on and there's a bride and then they're like singing some awesome song and then the whole court starts to dance and yeah, I'm putting that I in mean, the universe. Lin-Manuel Miranda's not busy, right? That guy's right? got nothing going on. Surely oh. he could... Come on, man. <laughs> you would like it. It's like a comedy of errors and a statement on celebrity in the 21st century and democracy. I don't know. I'm just. <laughs> sure. We can make something about that in tomorrow. Right? I mean, she. Sure. Yeah, we can make. We'll, we'll sell this. I'm sure he'll yes. do it. I'm yes. sure he will. I'm sure he's really hurting for projects right now. Founding fathers. We could put a rap battle. Oh, my the God. Queen's, yes. The Queen's cabinet rap battle. Yes, this is great. <laughs> Sorry. This is this is what you get when you come on with me. I start I love it. Stupid ideas. Okay. Not stupid. Um, no, brilliant, brilliant ideas. Well, um, speaking of brilliant ideas, um, I don't think I realized until I was prepping for this that you two started off at television without pity, is that correct? Yep. This okay, That's where we met. The defunct website yes. that was also like my life for a while. Um, Late lamented twop. I know. I miss it so much. Yes, it is a loss for sure. Do you think it will something like that would ever come back again? Or do you think Twitter has essentially replaced snark sites like that? You know, Not that the, it was just a snark site. But. The thing is that so many sites are doing recaps now. Um, and so many of them are doing them so quickly. And the thing about TWAP that was great, I mean, in addition to the fact that I think it had so many talented writers who've like gone on to other things. Like, and I, I don't just mean us. I mean, a lot of people, um, Linda Holmes, like I, I could really list just like 50 people off the top of my head. Um, was that it was kind of the only place that was doing recaps. Um, and they had such great, like robust forums. And I do think that Twitter has taken the place of forums in a, in a sense, at least partially, um, not wholly, but a little bit. Um, I really just think it was sort of like the perfect site at the right time on the internet that I don't know that that time exists anymore. I don't know. I mean, like the truth of the matter was we used to have a week to write a whole recap and you kind of needed them because they were very long. Um, and the internet doesn't really work like that anymore. I mean, it does, but it's just not, it's sort of where I think we're kind of in a different place. I don't know. You know, yeah, well, you two reference television a lot in your blog, um, especially dramatic, soapy television. Um, in fact, until I was really preparing for this episode, I wasn't quite sure what you look like because uh, your avatars on the site <laughs> were uh, Brenda Walsh and Alexis Carrington and other assorted turban-wearing actresses. Um, have you ever thought of dipping your writing toes into some sort of 80s television homage? <laughs> Ooh. Basically, I, I'm also trying to get you to do that. <laughs> I'm just, Calgon took me away. I'm, I'm now now envisioning that. It sounds sort of delicious. I don't know. I think I think we're kind of open to, we're open to trying anything. You know what I mean? Like we've gotten this far, never closing ourselves off to anything, any opportunity. You know, we, we, you know, did we, you know, we didn't start out the website thinking that it was going to turn into books. And when that opportunity presented itself, we were like, oh my God wait, let's talk about this. Yes, this seems like a great idea. Like, I think literally the only thing that was ever mentioned to us in passing that we were like, no, absolutely not, was 
like any kind of a reality show based on us or the blog. Like, and that was never really formally pitched, but it was one of those things where back in the day, people would be like, oh, you know, you guys are funny. And like, would you ever think about a reality show or whatever? And we were both like, nope, moving on. And everything else, we're just sort of like, sure, that could be fine. Let's talk about that. Um, because I think you get further by not jerking your knee one way or the other, you know, like just, and I think that's maybe why we're still around is that we sort of like to slow down and think about things and make sure if we're going to do it, that we're going to do it the right way. Yeah. And I think essentially you're, you're just not just, you're writers. So writers yeah. will take their inspiration wherever they will find it, such as fictional English countryside miniseries. Exactly. I know. We got to do that too. <laughs> it's got a very expensive cast, it's but it's going to be worth it. It's very expensive, you guys. It's a cast of, of thousands of A-listers, every, everyone in the UK and like Brie Larson is in that movie. So we got to get on that. And for those that don't know, I, how did that, let's explain that or, or say how that started. Cause that's been years that this cast has been compiled. Yeah, it's just like this kind of very long running joke on the website where I can't even remember who it started with. It might've been Haley Atwell, but it might've been Helen Bonham Carter. I think it was Haley Atwell. That's not important. Um, whatever this person was wearing, I thought she, and I wrote, looks like the star of a British miniseries set at a country house, like back in the day, um, where people have, you know, kind of like a Downton Abbey situation, although it's set in my mind later than Downton Abbey, where there's romance and drama and murder and costumes. And so it's like, it's grown to this cast of thousands of people at this British country house for this weekend and like, Every time someone shows up and they look like they should be in this show, I sort of mention it. So it's very long running. At a certain point, I um, I, I joked that Benedict Cumberbatch was going to be in it. And the part I made up for him was he's like um, a noble but poor local doctor uh-huh, who yeah. tragically dies saving someone from a house fire. It's going to be like an amazing um, story arc and probably the you know, like the penultimate episode of a season where he dies in this house fire. And somehow this post got misread by a variety of Cumberbatch mega fans. This is like back in the day when people were like hardcore independent Cumberbatch. And they all somehow interpret this as me saying that I, Jessica Morgan, wanted actual Benedict Cumberbatch to die in a house fire. (laughs) I was like, no, you guys are not reading this correctly. This is all fictional. This is just a part I've, I'm pitching for him, you guys. I promise I don't want anything to happen to Benedict. They were very angry with me, um, but we sorted it out. I can see It's like a long-running sort of gag I do on the site. It's a gag, but I guess maybe because I'm a writer as well, and I see it, and I'm like, oh, yes, I can see it. He's got a tweed suit on, and the, the flames are coming out of right. the front door, and he runs back in, grabs the baby who's, like, in a perfect white christening gown with the cap, and he tosses her out the window, and then the last scene is, like, the flames engulfing yeah. his, his Oxfords. Yeah. He actually dies saving a woman that he's in love with who doesn't love him. It's not a baby, just so you know. Oh, okay, um, I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. It's very tr- I mean, like, you know. It's very tragic, though. Like, he sacrifices himself for this woman. He's been in love with his whole life, and she doesn't care about him at all. It's really sad. This Sorry, Benedict. This is writers. This is, yeah. And for all those people who out, out there who are not writers, this is what we do. <laughs> we invent, you know, fictional miniseries and put them up on exactly. our Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great exercise. And someday, maybe it'll turn into something. Maybe That's that is right. what we'll write next. Yeah. 
Well, I keep talking about this with different authors is that, you know, sometimes you get this inspiration and you laugh about it or you go, oh, that's so funny. Chris Hemsworth, you know, and this. And then it starts percolating in the back of your head. Oh, for sure. You know it. Yeah. Um, I was looking something up on Go Fug Yourself a couple of months ago. At, like I was writing a Kate, po- a Kate Middleton post and I had to look up something she'd worn several years ago. And in the post I had written, the post predated us even thinking of the royal we. And the post I'd written something like, it was her and Harry together. And I was like, he's in love with her. Someone should write this novel about this relationship and make a billion dollars. And I was like, oh my God, I did not make a billion dollars, but we did write a novel about this. How did that happen? See, it was in the, it was in the stew pot in the back of your head. I guess so. Well, speaking of the stew pot and your psychic predictions, do you have any big predictions for the Meghan and Harry wedding? Oh, gosh. Who do you think is going to design the dress? That's the million-dollar question. Um, I don't know. Jessica's – well, I'll let Jessica say who her guess is. Mine was um, Erdem for a while because he's from London but also went – he went to design school, I think, in Toronto. And London and Toronto are like the two big cities – you know, from their romance. So I was like, oh, that would be sort of touching. And I know that's a very well-connected royal family favorite. And some other people think that maybe Ralph and Russo will get the nod again. Yeah, I, don't so. um, I don't think so, though. I don't I think the engagement, I think the engagement photo dress did not go over very well that they made that she wore. Mm. Um, so I don't know that I think that they'll go back to that well, but I know Jess has a theory as well. Well, my theory is um, Stella McCartney because, and someone pointed this out on Twitter, so I can't come up with it of my whole own accord, but as soon as one of our Twitter friends pointed this out, I was like, oh, you're right. Um, Because Stella, of course, her father obviously is British and her mom was an American. So I think like that marriage of the American and Brit might be too potent to resist. And she does wear Stella a lot, Stella McCartney. So we'll see. I think Aerodom is a very good guess. I kind of feel like those uh, it's a front runner for sure. I would sort of like to see her wear someone no one's heard of before. Um, the trouble with that being that I, do you remember when Kate and William got engaged and she wore an Issa dress, a blue Issa dress that sold out immediately. And that company ended up um, going under not long after that. Um, well, maybe it was a while, but anyway, it ended up going under and for whatever reason it really happened. I think part of it was that they just really weren't equipped for that level of attention. And I think that was really the first experience with um, the Kate Middleton effect on fashion and shopping. Um, so obviously, if she goes with a smaller designer, that designer had better gird itself for mm-hmm. a lot of attention and a lot of shoppers. But um, I think it'd be kind of cool if she did that. Um, or if there's any smaller designer that's that's got the UK and US connection um, that she could elevate, that'd be kind of neat. I'd I wonder if, if she goes with Stella, I wonder if people are going to be like, oh, it's the celebrity, you know. Yeah. You know, she's got say. all these famous friends and Megan just wants to be famous. You know, all the, I, I, I don't know if they're really thinking about what all the naysayers would say. And they probably shouldn't. You can't live your life that way. Um, but sometimes I'm sort of like, oh, I wonder like what the blowback would be if she, if she picked, if there would be any, if she picked Stella. Probably not. I think as long as the dress is pretty, no one's going to care. Yeah. Right. The bride gets um, a lot of latitude. On her wedding day and then never again, basically. Never before, never after. But that one day, I think she's going to get a little bit of latitude. Unless she shows up in something utterly bonkers, but that's not going to happen. No. And I think it'll show a little bit more personality. Based on what we've seen from her so far, it'll be a little bit more unique than what Kate had to go with. 
I don't think she's going to go with anything super froofy or anything like that. Like, I think, I think the other thing that we're looking at here is that it's her second wedding. And, um, while society as a whole, I think has moved on past clutching their pearls about such things. Um, and maybe even the monarchy has too. There is still obviously an element of traditionalism at the firm. And so they may have encouraged being like, yeah, we don't, we don't really need to turn this into like an 18 foot train moment. Like we could keep it a little simpler because, you know, while it is Harry's first, it is her second. Yeah. I think that's a big reason why they chose St. George also. It's just, it feels, it's not going to be any less stunning or special. It is a little bit smaller. It's a little bit more removed from the streets because it's actually behind the palace walls. So, you know, there won't be, there will be some distance between the well-wishers from the public and the, church itself um and so i think it gives them that element of me of being able to feel like they're having a more private wedding even though obviously they're still televising it and everything but it's going to feel a little more a little bit like they've scaled it back it is the royal family version of scaling it back right i just think about you know like michelle obama in 2008 when she came out with like a j crew outfit you know or she came out with a lot of lesser known american designers as well yeah i mean michelle obama did great things for lesser known American designers like Prabal, Garong. Um, I think she wore a lot of Jason Wu early on. Mm-hmm. She might have worn Jason Wu for the first. I think so. For when yes. Obama won the first time. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I mean, Michelle Obama did amazing and wonderful things for lesser known American designers. And, and it would be, I mean, I think that's a, you know, those are good footsteps to follow in. Uh, for for any of us so hopefully well, Megan this, will do the same yeah I have this fantasy that you know she Megan and Michelle and Barack and Harry are all like getting together all the time for drinks and cocktails right so oh, I think be so talking fashion you know that Michelle has texted Harry her stamp of approval <laughs> I mean you, no question did you guys see what um Michelle Obama posted on her Instagram when Kate and William had baby number three yes. oh my god it yes. was great it was a picture of them visiting George and William and Kate when they visited a couple years ago and it was basically like congratulations we can't wait to wait to meet the new baby I will wear my robe it's so cute I was like I want these pictures of Michelle Obama like wearing her robe holding this baby can't I get that can't I have this we've had very difficult years here I need this oh I know and people are really looking forward to Michelle going to the wedding and I understand why they can't be yes. publicly invited. I'm still not convinced that they're not being like secretly invited to like the rehearsal dinner or something. But um, yeah, I understand that. But I think a lot of people really wanted to see Michelle in a fascinator and <laughs> I know. Like, talking to one the of our, I know. One of our readers joked that in fact, they're all uh, Michelle and Barack are just going to meet Harry and Megan like in the Bahamas for their honeymoon. Well, they're not going to the Bahamas, but they're going to meet them on their honeymoon for like a cocktail. And I was like, you know what? That'd probably be more fun for everybody. Just go on yeah. vacation together. You don't have to get involved in all this fall to roll. I definitely see that. Um, so if one of you or both became princesses, <laughs> would you be excited about all the clothes and all the scrutiny that horrible fashion blogs would give you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I. it's easy to say no because it's like, ugh, well, yeah, I don't, I don't need any of that. I would totally enjoy that I mean I'm not I'm human enough to admit that like as much as I am tough on myself and it would be difficult to know that everyone was scrutinizing me I would have I would have I think I would have fun with the clothes like I just think that sounds I don't know 
It sounds like kind of a treat getting to put that much like from like a, a research nerd perspective, yeah. like when they get dressed and they have to take into consideration, you know, the event that they're going to. And if it's a foreign tour, especially like the, the considerations about, you know, ways to pay homage to the country that you're in and, and looking up designers from that country and what can you use like that part of it sounds super fun to me. And I think, you know, obviously it would be rough knowing that people are going to be looking at me like, she looks terrible. But I mean, people probably say that about me anyway. So from <laughs> my point of view, life would be the same. Yeah. But just, I would be better dressed. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it would be, obviously, I think it would be horrible to have people clawing through your garbage, um, trying to pry into your private life. Um, approaching your family, I think would be particularly untoward um so there's certainly aspects of this lifestyle that i think would be very difficult and obviously that's a lot of what we get into in the royal we which is that like this is much much harder than it looks um and i think you have to really have like a a stern spine of steel to have it not get to you that those parts the parts that are really like digging into the truth of your personal life um clothing wise uh bring it on like I always think, and people have said this to us before, like, how would you feel if you were a celebrity and, like, a blog was saying that you looked like you had a bag on your head or whatever? And I, you know what? I truly, honestly don't think I would care that much because it's just your clothing. Like, people hate it. I don't care. I'll try something else tomorrow. Um, and as Heather points out, I think what Megan and Kate get to do is really fun and interesting um, because there is so much thought put into it and of course you know this would apply to the way Michelle Obama used to dress as well like where am I going what can I say with my clothing what do I want to say with my clothing I think it's really that would be fascinating if people didn't like it eh. tomorrow's another day yeah well speaking of research and homage did what did y'all think about Kate she's done it twice now copying Princess Diana's post birth outfits. I mean, it's definitely on purpose. I don't know that I think this most recent one was copying Diana. It It may have been. I don't think, I don't think it was a negative that people thought she was going to have an homage to Diana, but also, um, this new baby was born on St. George's day and Mm. she and William were kind of in like, she was wearing red and white for St. George. So I think that actually was more of the reference that happened um, with the most recent baby. I absolutely think her polka dot dress with George was an homage to when William was born. I think it's sweet. Like, I personally think a lot of publications will dig up anything Kate wears that has, like, the vaguest similarity to something Diana once wore, and they turn it into a whole big thing. And I, a lot of times I think it's just a coincidence. Um, I don't think it was a coincidence the first time. This time I'm unsure but I think it's kind of nice you know like if you want to go there and say it's weird that's fine I I personally think that she tries really hard to keep Diana alive for her husband Um, and I don't really think I can ding her too much for that yeah I agree I think that you know she seems to be close to her mother and her parents are close you know involved in her children's lives and you want them to have a connection with all their grandparents. I mean, I will give her the benefit of the doubt on this. I mean, there'll be other things like, why are you wearing heels? <laughs> yeah. Know. And I certainly can't think of any nefarious reasons yeah. why she would be. I mean, unless people think she's just 
I mean, is the argument that she's just sort of playing for public favor? Because I don't, I mean, I feel like you can't, she's already got built in public favor. She's walking outside with baby number three. Like nobody's upset about that. So I don't know why she would need to curry favor with the the Diana reference. Like, I just can't think of a, of a, of an underhanded reason for it. You know what I mean? Like if it's, yeah. it seems like nothing but a nice gesture um, because on a day when you know that they're all feeling it, I'm sure they feel it all the time that she never got to know any of those kids. And um, it's, you know, nice to think that, Maybe they do have that picture and another picture of Diana and, and Harry framed up next to each other. Maybe, maybe they will. And when their kids grow up, they can ask about it and they can talk about her. You know, it's any way to keep her alive for them. That's nice. Well, um, because your site has basically everything I love, you know, <laughs> all the all the drama and the absurdity and, and fashion and royals. Um, another thing I love about uh, your site and Fug Nation, all your, what, your readers are known as... Um, I love all the book recommendations. You guys give great book recommendations. You have you open up book threads for everyone. So what have you been reading or recommending lately? Oh, gosh, what a good question. Um, Heather and I read a lot. And then usually when someone asks me, what are you reading? I like blank out totally. Oh, I remembered. <laughs> um, I've been used, I just recently moved and my uh, neighborhood has a great library so I have been going crazy at my library right now I am finally reading Jennifer Egan's most recent book Manhattan Beach um, which I really enjoy um, uh, Julia Whelan just published a book called my Oxford year that is great um, that we totally would recommend um, let's see what else have I most recently read <sighs> I've read a lot of very bad old true crime novels that I'm, <clears throat> I'm not going to recommend to anyone. Um, <laughs> let's see. I think the Egan book, I'm in the middle of it. So I've been like very deeply into that one right now. Cool. I've been super out of the reading loop lately. Um, so I've only really read, like I read the Andrew Morton Megan book because we got sent an arc and I wanted to put something on the website about that. Um, and I'm also waiting at my library for a copy of the Katie Nichol, Harry and Meghan book um, so that I can write about that. Like, so that's, you know, work-related reading. Although um, our good friend Amy Spaulding had a young adult novel that came out called The Summer of Jordi Perez and the Best Burger in LA. And I read that and it's a delight um, and I love her. And that book has been really well received and she's such a wonderful, supportive human. I'm just so happy for her that, um, that she's getting recognized. And we just read an arc of a friend of ours book. It's called, hash, is it called, is it hashtag fashion victim or is I, it just fashion victim? I don't know if the hashtag is part of the title. I don't know if it is either. It is on, um, it's a book that a friend of ours wrote that actually before, I think it was, she wrote the manuscript and sold it to TV first. So it's being developed for E and hashtag is part of the title for E, but I don't know if it's in the book title because now the book's coming out in September. And it's a very like grisly, um, it's a really grisly take on Devil Wears Prada um, from, you know, there's about a girl working for the equivalent of Vogue, basically, but she's a little, it makes her a little homicidal. Um, oh my gosh. I know, it's very, it is yeah. very dark, but very sort of, I think there's going to be a lot of people who've worked in fashion who are going to read that book and be like, oh, yeah, I felt like that 20 yeah. times a day. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think it comes out in September. Almanac, yeah, I think it's September. Author. Um, she's yeah, I don't know when the TV show, the TV show I think has been, Maybe they've shot the pilot, but I don't know if they've made the announcements about it yet. But yeah, and then um, oh, that reminds me. I guess we're we're like suggesting stuff that isn't out yet. But um, yeah, that's right. I just read uh, 
Nicole Chung's forthcoming memoir is called All You Can Ever Know. Um, she's uh, an adoptee, and it's about finding her birth family, basically. Um, it's beautiful. I, I thought it was, it's, it's a really beautiful book. Um, so I would recommend that as well. I think it comes out in October. I'm actually going to look up when it comes out just so that we can, yep, October 2nd. That's going to do well. Yes, it's yeah, beautiful. It's very exciting. Um, it's I really, really beautifully memoirs. done. It's exciting. We're, we're very fortunate to be people that, like, we're, we receive some advanced reader copies of, of books, and that's been a way for me to keep up with it because sometimes I I just, I don't know, I get so caught up in the writing and the, that sometimes I just need to rinse myself of words, <laughs> which is terrible because I love nothing more than sitting down with a book. But sometimes after you've been typing all day and then you take a break from typing to type your other thing that you're working on. So it's still typing and you're just like, I just need to like bliss out to Grey's Anatomy for a second. I just can't. Um, I'd also recommend, and we've recommended this all over town <clears throat> and in fact blurbed it, uh, Jasmine Guillory's The Wedding Date. Have you had yeah. her on? I, I have that? yes I had her yes on oh, I love her so obviously she's amazing and her did you book... see Gabrielle Union was, was just yes. photographed holding a copy of that she was like I'm dead check on me in half an hour I know I would also die um she's the best but also I'm sure she talked about her new book which I am like when do I get an arc of the proposal Jasmine and she's kind of like well it's not done yet so I'm like all right that's fair <laughs> I know. I think I saw something on social media where she was like, I just finished it or I finished edits or something. I'm like, oh, God. I so know. When is this book going to be in my hands? So ridiculous. You have to work on it. I know. But that's the thing, right? Your first book takes you a lifetime to write. And then the second book, everyone wants it in nine Ugh. months. And you're like, yes, I can't. can't do it. Um, well, okay. So that actually, the, the thing about Grey's Anatomy was... Um, kind of led me into what if you're not reading and you want to just chill out what tv because i know you like i said you obviously watch a lot of tv so you yeah. Grey's anatomy what else would you do you watch the the royals on e you mentioned no. that earlier i watched season one and that was enough for me you know it's funny i don't know if it's because i'm getting older i think it's probably because the state of the world since november 2016 has been very stressful for me and probably more so for lots of other people like it's just been a stressful time for everyone um so I've been gravitating towards stuff that's really like earnest and lovely and um and more gentle I know that's really strange it's like I know Grey's Anatomy isn't really those things but it kind of is also like it's the it's the show that like it's full of relaxing people like Ellen Pompeo's voice mm -hmm. is just super calming to me and it's characters that I've been around forever and I know what I'm gonna get and I know that I'm gonna have my heartstrings tugged and I'm fine with it and I was watching something that I'm pretty sure is going to get canceled called um, Kevin Probably Saves the World, which is this super charming Jason Ritter, you know, hour long um, about a, this guy who was kind of a loser. And then it turns out he's one of the um, he I think he oh God, there's some I forget what happens exactly in the pilot that ha that causes this. But it turns out that he's one of he's considered a, like the last divine being left and he has to help find there's some project so he's he's hallucinating this woman who's basically like his guardian angel helping him toward this mission it's not a super religious show and he's constantly like bumbling and messing up but it's so like quietly funny and well-intentioned and like that's the kind of stuff that I'm going for right now like a lot of screaming and anger like scandal was so awful I stuck with it because I knew it was ending but it would like it's just a pit of misery. <laughs> like It's just constant like murder and everyone's scheming as everyone else. Everyone's a horrible person. Literally everyone on that show has killed or been a party to killing other people. And I just, I was like this, 
I'm so only here because I know it's ending and I, otherwise I would have dropped it like a hot potato because it's just not the mood I'm in right now. So I've been watching Grey's Station 19. I'm watching that so spinoff. Shonda still has um, plenty yes. of our eyeballs. <laughs> yes. Shonda's getting me in other ways. I'm even watching that lawyer show that she just started, which I also don't think is maybe going to get picked up. But um, so yeah, like I'm that stuff. And then my husband works on some of the DC Comics superhero shows on the, the CW. So I've been watching those. And I'm watching... Obviously, I, I came back to Grey's after like a three-year hiatus, yeah. and I think it was, I said to Heather, I kind of just want to watch a show where like people's personal lives are a disaster, but I know they're going to be good at their job. <laughs> like, yes, I like just super competent people. need competent people doing good things now. So I'm watching Grey's, I am watching Station 19, which is very enjoyable, Um I'm watching The Americans, which is le- is much more stressful. That's the most it stressful is, thing I'm watching. But I'm so in. I can't can't check out of that show yes. now. Um, we're too far in, and I wouldn't. I yeah. mean, like I was saying to someone the other day that I think it's a very bad sign for me as a person that you know in this season of The Americans there are many many shots of Carrie Russell with unwashed hair in an old cardigan smoking outside and looking like as haggard as humanly possible for Carrie Russell to look and I other than the fact that I don't smoke I like I've seen those scenes and I'm like oh god that's just how I feel I feel just like this right now Carrie so, Washington is all of us <laughs> yes right everyone's like oh so I'm watching that I watch a lot of Real Housewives um I just Which find them like brain, brain candy um that's hard I mean New York is great I basically watch all of them except for New Jersey um I love Atlanta, generally speaking. I actually really am liking Potomac this year. Uh, It's very amusingly edited. And a couple weeks ago, they had a plot line where one of the women held what she was calling a press conference to address rumors about her husband's, like, tax evasion. So everyone shows up. And then she doesn't let them ask any questions. And they're like, you said it was a press conference so we could ask questions. She's like, well, we're not going to talk about that. It's great. So that was really funny. I think that's going to be good this season. Um, Did you watch Bethany and Frederick? No. I have to draw the line somewhere. Okay. (laughs) I I was hopeful. I mean, it was okay. But I was hopeful because I'm like, oh, this looks like the, the best of all my favorite things. Like, like a real estate show and a real housewife in New York. And so you get to see like a handbag and a, a, on a countertop, you know? <laughs> right. Here's a but, beautiful um, handbag on a beautiful countertop. I yeah. find um, Bethany and Frederick together, I think would be too caffeinated for me. Like it that's was, And I think that's much. why it was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like they both. Been like Carol and Frederick. Ugh, yeah. Maybe. But Carol wouldn't go for that. Like, I feel like Dorinda. I want like. Dorinda, Dorinda and, Frederick. and Frederick. Yes, right? That would be better. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see. Um, I also watch Andy a lot Cohen, of Andy Cohen, if you're listening. Yeah, right? Get, make us a, we'll produce this for you. Um, I also watch a lot of baseball, which is like there's nothing more relaxing and like sweet background sound oh. to me than baseball. Um, so I basically have watched every Dodger game that's been on this year. It's very soothing to me. I can see that. Yeah. Definitely nap worthy. Well, I think – Y'all just touched on that a little bit. Was that in this? And it was something I was thinking about as I was putting all this together and going through your site. And and I just wanted to say, like, in a crazy world, and when we're all stressed out, and you don't know what kind of headline. I mean, like, I seriously looked at my headline before we started this, and it was like, 
ways you're going to get shot while eating waffles. And oh my god, <laughs> I know. The, the ways, you know, all the things that will give you cancer. And in this world, go fuck yourself is, you know, a happy place for so many of us where we can, yes, we're being a little bit snarky and a little bit judgmental, but it's it's an escape. It's still smart, still feminist, and fun. So I just want to thank you both for, thank you. for giving that to people like me. Thank you. <laughs> We definitely have our moments of being like, God, like some some crazy shit just went down in the world. And like, can we still write about pants? And it's like, yes, you know what? We can because it helps me. There's plenty of other people who want a place to come that has nothing to do with to get away from the crazy shit that's happening in the world. So we will I think it's it's good for all of us. Sometimes you need 10 minutes to just like talk about somebody's hat. Yes. Yes. And, and, you know, and you guys don't avoid it. I mean, you'll, you know, say, well, yeah. some crazy crap happened today. Let's talk about pants. Yeah. No. Like sometimes, sometimes you just feel like you have to be like, it's not that we're pretending this didn't happen, yeah. you know, and maybe some links to where you can read about it or donate about it. But it's like, you know, we, we, you know, we have to, we have to do what we do, but it's not because we're not thinking about it. Yeah. There is that temptation. We don't, we don't really get flack on gfy but sometimes on twitter you'll get someone who's like Ugh, i can't believe you're writing about pants on a day like this and it's like well i mean i'm capable of caring about all of these things together i can be super stressed out about x thing happening but also write a post about um someone's hideous you know valentino dress i can do those things at once i can multitask well, I mean, also- <laughs> and i need to have the other half so that my brain doesn't get consumed by the dread well and also yeah. like the truth of the matter is writing about pants is also our job so well, yeah. if we stopped writing about pants every time something horrible had happened in the last however many years i mean horrible things have happened for all time but recently it seems like there's a, more horrible things um or at least we are hearing more about them um if we stopped doing that we would not have a job so Right. Are people not accounting because of the world today? Are people not, you know... I know. I mean, I get it. Like, you you certainly don't want to seem like you're insensitive to current events, and I don't think that we are, but I also think that there is a place in everyone's life for something that is not hard news related, necessarily. And I mean, certainly, God knows our Twitter is full of us screaming about all kinds of things that are not fashion-related as well, so we're getting in there. Well, for the last question, I just want to know, what are your plans for the royal wedding? I mean, I know you're working it, but are you going to have champagne? Are you going to wear a hat? We're going to be there. Um, Not sadly inside the church, but we are going to go over to England and hopefully be in Windsor the day of. Um, Yeah, we're pretty excited. We're really excited. Yeah, we're going to – our aim is to cover it for Cosmo. Um, I mean, we've we've made arrangements to cover it for Cosmo, but of course Jessica and I are paranoid that – We'll get there on the day, and they'll be like, "Sorry, Windsor is full." Yeah, we'll be like, "All um, right, I guess we're gonna watch it at the hotel." <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but otherwise, yeah, we're gonna be there just sort of soaking up the atmosphere and um, probably watching it on DVR later. Um, if we, unless I know they're putting up screens in town, but you know, who knows what we'll be able to see. But I think I just think it'll be cool to see how a town like that handles this level of crowd and attention. Um, and just, well, who are the people who are coming out and sleeping out? Are they the people who come out to all these things? Like, cause it's, it's you know, it's going to be a haul for some people. The trains I think are going to be really crowded and stuck. Um, I think, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting and we're staying nearby. So I'm hoping we can at least get, you know, 
a car near enough that we can just like, even while it's still moving, we'll just open the door and roll out and be like, all right, we'll walk the rest of the way. It's fine. Um, so cross your fingers. So that'll be, that'll be what we're doing. And hopefully at some point during the day, it will involve champagne, but yes. And obviously there's going to be, come on by to GFY. We will have full coverage throughout the weekend when we can get back to our Wi-Fi. but it'll be fully covered on go fuck yourself as yes and as on our is. instagram we yes. are um at fug girls f-u-g-g-i-r-l-s on instagram we'll so. be covering we'll be insta-storying everything we can right well i'm gonna have this episode come out the week of the wedding and we great put all those links in the show notes so very cool i'm sure lots of people if they aren't already fans they will want to click over and, and see what you have to say about the queen's hats or i don't know camilla it'll be camilla won't it I know. camilla, camilla is gonna wear a wreath on her head as she often does i know b is gonna wear a good hat i hope yes she's the one who wore the toy the elaborate toilet yeah. seat at will and kate's wedding so i'm yes. very excited to see what she might do she's yes. gonna look crazy it's gonna be great i think she should why not that's like what we were saying before why not oh yeah right? do it why not get some, and she get has some... a good um attitude about that she yeah. and eugenie um auctioned off their will and kate the hats they wore to Will and Kate's wedding for like, I don't remember what it was. It was a good cause. It was like the children's something fun. Do you know what I mean? Um, It might've been the UN. I don't know. It was something very worthwhile. So they have a good, they're good sports about it. That's awesome. I wish I could auction off my sweatpants for some, right. For a cause. (laughs) Cause that's my work attire. Not that, you know, anyway, thank you guys so much for uh, coming on today and having this great conversation with me. Um, I can't wait to see what you do next, whether it's any of the crazy ideas we talked about or our new crazy idea. I'm sure it's going to be just awesome. Thank you so much. I hope, I hope too. I hope also that it will be awesome. Yes, that's our goal. <laughs> Thank you so yes. much for having us. We're delighted to get to sit down and chat with you today. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today. If you like this podcast, please go to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a review. And if you want to share your love of a book with the world, you can go to our Facebook page and leave a comment. Or, this is the fun part, I have an actual phone number in our show notes. Call, leave a message about a book that you loved and you want the world to know about, and I will try to play your voicemail on the air so that you can be a part of this podcast, which, after all, is all about reading and readers. This is Lindsay Emery on Women With Books. Keep reading.